You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Critics. This is Damo. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Ja. And it's your girl, Lexis Coco. And we also have a special guest today. Her name is Deja. Introduce yourself, Deja. I don't think my mic is on. Yeah, it is. Oh, oh my God. I didn't know that. I didn't know she was going to be a guest. All right, my name is Deja. I'm actually Alexis's sister. What's up, what's up? Uh, Welcome back for this week of the Pop Culture Critics. Um, How was y'all weekend? It was amazing. (laughs) What'd you do this weekend? So much. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do? (laughs) Okay, well... um, I don't want to incriminate myself, but I went out Dang, to incriminate. I went to a couple of really, really amazing restaurants. Okay. Um, I also drove to Grand Rapids and hung out with one of my good good friends. Mm-hmm. I got gifted, like I was Aww. getting gifts and showered. It was just like that. A good weekend. weekend. Really <laughs> what about you? My weekend was actually pretty solid. What'd it you was do? like it was just a really chill weekend. I had to work, okay. which is crazy because I work at a bank. Okay. I work at the only bank that's open on a Sunday. Really? Yeah. What other bank? Is, what bank is that? Huntington. Oh, Seven Huntington. Oh, Huntington. Oh, Huntington. Is Don't open. Open. Yeah, I'm not gonna name drop. I'm not gonna name drop. Take that back. Too late. What you do this weekend? Um, I was really chill. You know, I had to do some studying, so I just been really chill. I was at home enjoying the weekend. Um, that was it. That was it. Like literally, everybody had a ch- pretty chill weekend. Relaxing like, is the best thing to do on weekends. Like catch up on TV shows. Yeah, catch up on. I watched. Catch this whole- you know, I did that. plan an Easter meal though. I'm just. I'm not even gonna hold you up. Like mm. you know, you plan a week out. So what you making for Easter? Oh, you know, I love cooking. So I'm gonna hit. So them what with are you the, making? I'm, I'm gonna hit. Them with the greens. <laughs> I'm gonna hit them with the greens, macaroni, and cheese, Ooh. cornbread. Wow. Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to hit some black eyed peas. Okay, yeah, you, know, you know that's my. Oh, I, love, that. you know. <laughs> I love. She sopped it up. I love huh? it. You know, oh, okay. I'm so fine. she sent me this video. Sopped she it sent up. me this video yesterday, and I promise you, I, I I didn't even realize how funny this video was going to be. So it's a video about macaroni and cheese, how to make good macaroni and mm-hmm. cheese. Okay. Oh, and mind you, that macaroni and cheese looked good. It was. Okay. It, 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 it looked look good. good. So the lady in the video, she was just like. It, it was a black lady, obviously. Uh-huh. But she was just like, it, the way she was making this macaroni and cheese. She was live. It, 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 like it made you want to make macaroni and cheese. It was too <laughs> lit. She was like, you right, yeah, like, yeah, everything getting sopped up. Like, it, like everything <laughs> is sopped getting it up. Sopped all the it juices. Up. Everything, she was like, you got to pour this milk on there, honey, so it could be all sopped. <laughs> that was like sopped up. Like, it, yes, it's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I feel like it needs to be a job. specific context for you to say Ex- sopped, sopped up. up. Because yeah. speaking like generally, do, it sounds like a mop. Exactly. Like, yeah. like you can do that with biscuits. You can sop you up. Sop up, up yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, yeah. Papa's Ma- need to sop up their biscuits. Period. Period. Because they biscuits don't know what they are. We're not going to incriminate them, though. But you know what? I like Popeyes. But they biscuits. They know they bo- hydration. I'm just saying because mm-hmm. they know they both been <laughs> having a combo with a biscuit and no drink. Okay, okay? Yeah. you all go for that. I'm just sitting there choking like, Couple fam, like, I have to wait for my saliva to build, up. <laughs> and it will never build up. It will never, never build up. up. It, it will never be, be stopped up by biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor. It will never. Look, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh so my you don't. No, 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 no. Okay, look. So last <laughs> last week, me and Alexis, right. <laughs> We, I had dropped her off our car, but she's like, I have to use the bathroom. And ch- <laughs> Chicken Shack. <laughs> I don't sound like that. I don't sound like she, that. Chicken Shack was closed <laughs> when her car was parked at. So we couldn't. We had to come back here. So the guy is here. They was like, come on with us or whatever. Like, kiss me, be. I'm like, we was like, okay. They stopped us too. Like, yeah. Okay, fine. We ended up going to this restaurant. But this guy, you saw the guy here last week, John. He was like, 
singing a song and it was <laughs> singing a song and literally it was naming off cities in michigan and he kept saying taylor southfield romulus i was just like <laughs> like what's going on here weird. yeah so okay long story short we ended up randomly bar. linking up with some strangers we met here at the studio and um one of the guys he was just really wild and crazy and off some drugs and he was just, he just kept sh- shouting out we didn't Taylor, know we didn't Taylor. know he was on drugs so, at the time Damo, <laughs> me and Damo have a, a insider about Taylor now <laughs> <laughs> Taylor he kept screaming out Taylor yeah, but he was city. actually a, a person here who was on the podcast but, but you just randomly met somebody who was like yeah let's go out no well, they no, weren't they random said, no they weren't random one of we, them they, isn't he the studio owner yeah one of them is the studio owner and he like treated us like, he, he treated us to a meal and oh, everything hell. that's why you went because he we, treated we didn't no, know though we didn't Free know. Yeah. We went there with the intentions of paying okay. for our own bill. Where'd y'all go? To this place called Salinas. <laughs> to a place called Salinas. He said it how you should say it. Salinas. Literally, like, because it's spelled with a C. Okay. <laughs> Salinas. And it's spelled just like that. It's not as Mexican as it sounds either. Exactly. I'm disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, Spotlight <laughs> of the Week. Um, today, um, we have the, um, the co founders of the first black owned urgent care center in Brooklyn. Let's go. Sorry, their names are Dr. Tamara Moles and physician assistant Watson Fields are two emergency room medical professionals who saw an opportunity to provide health care alternatives in underserved communities. Together, they co-founded Big Apple Urgent Care and the first black-owned urgent care center in Brooklyn. Um, This is amazing because, I mean, obviously, we always hear stories about, you know, black people going to like, you know, seeing doctors and things of that nature to physicians, to physicians. Physicians. I can't even say that word. Physicians. Physicians. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, going to like black doctors, black medical people, and not black doctors, but just like doctors in general, and people not really understanding like, hey, this is happening, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And now we have actually, you know, a whole building, a whole urgent care system or urgent care building. I think it's really great, especially for to kids to see like, you know, black doctors, black, black doc- nurses. Yeah. And everything. yeah. That so, was going to be my point too. Big ups to them because yeah. we need more people in the community like yeah. that mm-hmm. for kids to look up to. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. And I'm just shout out to them. Okay. Because, Doing a dang thing. Um, first of all, I wish I rates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> period. period. Your, what's your copay? Okay. Exactly. Okay. What's my copay? It's gonna be twenty dollars. What insurance do you think? Twenty five. Blue hair, blue blue shield, blue blue blue, blue health. Well, hey, go get your one of them blues. Blue, one blue. of them blues. <laughs> one blue. of them blues. Something blue. <laughs> it's gonna be blue health, blue care, blue shield. It's gonna be one of them. It's gonna be all together blue. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm actually gonna go ahead and shout out LeBron James. So, I mean, a while ago, LeBron I know we James. heard. I'm gonna shout out LeBron James, LeBron I, James, even though he didn't make the playoffs, but. He's doing some amazing things at his school. So I know a while ago we heard that, you know, he opened a school in his hometown, home city of Akron, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they actually are making some great strides um, with, you know, all of their students there. They actually um, just got – so they just exceeded – they hit like the 90th percentile um, for their math um, and then also their reading um, as well. So they've come a, a long way and they're still striving and still growing. So shout out to him for just making it happen for his community right. um, and giving really a safe haven to Akron because Akron is a, a pretty rough area of Ohio. So yeah. shout out and to LeBron James. what's the name of school too? I love the name. I want to say it's I Lead. It was something like, it's a beautiful name of that center. And it's just like a whole phrase that like I could just say every day. He said a whole phrase. Because of, no, because this is the name of the center. But yeah, shout out to LeBron James and his um, 
his educational center because he was really doing some great things. Oh, I, yes. I read about that on the shade room, and it was really, really good. Yeah. All That's right. Awesome. So Wait, I actually have a spotlight. Oh, you have a spotlight? Oh, yeah, I forgot that I actually had somebody that I admired this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about the principal of Westside High School. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened? Um, basically, he came up with a program mm-hmm. um, for the students to be able to come to school late night hours so that they're not involved in gang violence and everything. So mm-hmm. the kids can literally be in a studio making music. They can literally be um, playing sports and getting into activities and doing all these activities. But on top of that, um, he even had a washer and dryer because he realized that some kids weren't coming to school because they were getting made fun of for their dirty clothes mm-hmm. and hygiene mm-hmm. and right. all kinds of stuff. So it was like a lot of really dope stuff. It's that, like rec center after hours. Yeah, like, yeah. but yeah. it was beyond yeah. rec center because it was like, he was also feeding them and the food was even wow. like good quality yeah. food and like I said they were doing laundry and everything so that's what's up congratulations to what's the principal's name um, I'm not sure I just know it was the principal of Westside High well shout out to the principal of Westside High especially uh, making strides especially like made. that you know what yeah. I mean you having this program to for students to still come in after hours and for them to get work done or you know providing, you know, uh, assistance for them to wash clothes, to make sure the hygiene is good and providing good meals and stuff like that to them. Something that was really cool about that for me, too, is that the they were able to make music and record music after school. Yes, I feel I like have. a lot of times uh, schools don't really take seriously the creative side of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And having that creative liberation for kids, that mm-hmm. can be their voice in a voice like in voiceless communities. That's actually yeah. that's very true. And having and that teacher, not the teacher, but the principal can definitely say like, you know, that can inspire the next, you know, generation that would come in to come to those programs to exactly. inspire more programs in the community, not just in the school. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what's up. Yeah. Uh, shout out to people just doing the thing for the yeah, community. Yeah, so that's what I love. Community. That's so back. important. Very important. Alrighty, so we're gonna go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes, the topics of <laughs> meat and I, I think I'm just gonna call it the meat and potatoes. I'm so, I, give me one second. But what's better than meat and potatoes, though? Like, if you're eating a whole entree, potatoes and cheese. The potatoes and meat. Uh, goes uh, yeah. Potatoes, potatoes and, cheese? and cheese. Okay. Potatoes, and, potatoes cheese. and cheese. Wow. I, I'm sorry. So, wow. you had like some cubes of cheese. <laughs> Next, no, it's not. No, you know, no, you didn't no, describe no, it right. No. When you, no. Like, cheese and potatoes, like cheese fries, cheese and potatoes, like a loaded fries. I'm talking about an cheese. entree or a loaded potatoes. Like an actual meal. Cheese could go on potatoes. That's not a, you know. Yeah, but I'm going to eat my cheese potato before I eat, like, same. yeah, like, whatever the meat is. Like, yeah. whatever the, yeah. I'm me and Lex on the same page. Because <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm like, glad it's an equal balance. <laughs> <laughs> so, first topic Ooh, of the Wendy, week. Wendy, Wendy. Wendy Williams files from divorce after alleged affair mm-hmm. of 10 years. Girl. Um, Shout out. First of all, she was married to her husband, Kevin Hunter, for 22. Wow. Um, and they also have an 18-year-old son who just recently went off to college. Do you, so, do, oh, go ahead. I asked my question. Today, okay. I do have a full question about that. And so um, she delivered the divorce papers in the most pettiest ways <laughs> of ever. And only in, in a window. Yeah, in a window. <laughs> Delivers a divorce papers to her husband in a decorative box and bow. When he opened it up, he was, um, he was given the words, you have been served. And... Um, he was pissed. And all the locks and all the codes at the home and at um, her place of business, which is the Wendy Williams show, has been changed on that and ass. And, I mean, to be quite honest with you, to have a 10-year affair, have a, have a baby with the woman that you're having an affair with, and then also gifting her gifts, a home, a car, a ring. 
these are things that. Are, what kind of ring? Like, what first of all, this ring was beautiful. I just, I just, as big as Wendy's. That symbolizes some sort of commitment. Yeah. yeah. Was he trying to be Polly now? I mean, he, he could to... have definitely been taking from his relationship with Wendy for the benefits and pros, but maybe he was just really involved with the person that he was with on the side. Could have been. Do you think she That's waited like. just until her kid turned 18 to be like, you know what, it's about that time? I figured that it's was about that question. time. <laughs> I figured that was your question. I really believe that regardless to what age a child is, divorce, especially when you see your parents together your whole entire life, it's going to heavily affect the child either way. But I think it's even harder. Like, if you hit 18, you've seen your parents together, the, like, your whole life, and then they break up, it's like, well, dang, not what... Well, like, I kind of, I think of it too, um, he's 18 now, he's an adult. You know, yeah, really, that's yeah. true. He's able to, Imagine he's very child, to understand. Emotionally you know, equipped he, to deal yeah, with. But as, if I see it as a child, I feel like I'm a little bit more equipped to handle it when I get older, because as a kid, it's like... You know, you might go through therapy. Your parents might talk to you, something like that. And I'm not saying that you're not affected by that. But I think that it's something that you're kind of more accustomed to than I turned well, 18. Not- my parents been together my whole life. I've seen them as this unit. And now that unit is broken. But but the thing is, because when you know, when you're 18, you, thing, you, you grown, I was but you're to, not really grown. But the thing yet. I was getting at, too, was the fact that he's now able to actually understand what was happening in the relationship. Yeah, he's very able true. To, he's very yeah. understanding, like, okay, my father was the one who was fucking up for the last 10 How years. Awful. You know what I mean? That's he that. was the one who had the child. That's very he true. was the one who's actually having the fear while my mother was, you know, battling, you know, her addiction, Crohn's you disease. know, to Crohn's disease, substance mm-hmm. abuse, you know what I mean? Yes. So, and he's witnessing all of this, so we don't know how much he knows as far as behind the scenes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, that's how I kind of of, of that that I was thinking about was right. how self-sacrificing a spirit you have to have as a mother to be like okay I hate my relationship I hate my marriage he's clearly not faithful to me but I'm going to stick it out for the benefit of my child wait yeah. till he moves on with his life there are and so many women who do that though there's so many women was that, a, was that the choice she made or did she just I'm guessing so she, because this how she, she, their relationship has been rocky. Sorry to cut you off, but it's been rocky for, for like a, few years a minute. Now. Yeah. It's been, for a few years now, it's been rocky, but this is when like the rock literally tipped over the dam. I mean, you know, but if the affair went on for 10 years. For 10 years. And people are now just starting to bring out everything. It's just yeah. like, unfortunate. it's just a very unfortunate timing because of she was gone from her show for about two months, and people also alleging alleging that he was the cause of the fact that her her shoulder been a fracture. Like he's actually been putting pause on her for a while now, mm-hmm. and then that was um, his own mother even mentioned that he had saw Kevin beat up Wendy allegedly, and so that takes it to a whole another level. Yeah, it does take it to a whole another level <laughs> to a, of, of abuse, and she just like, look, I'm done with it. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I applaud her I for applaud. getting that. Like, getting to that point, I think that, and, you know, this is always easier said than done, especially if you're in the relationship. But I feel like, especially for you to be raising a young man, if your husband's putting putting his hands on you, like, Mm -hmm. you're showing your son that this is, like, this is how you show love. This is how men behave. So, I definitely applaud you, you know, now. I do feel like, you know. There well, could have been an really earlier change. About it, there have been in the past rumors of Wendy's husband cheating on her prior mm-hmm. to now. Yeah. So it's like you have taken all of this abuse and you've dealt with all this abuse. Um, I honestly also feel like that might be another source of why she's so negative towards other people when she talks down on other people. Yeah. That's that self, that lack of self love and yes. you know self worth and value. Because if you don't love your life and you don't love yourself, you only see the negative to, and everybody. Yeah, yeah so, so that's something. I, mean, I have a question for the people now so for all of you not everybody <laughs> so I have a question for you do you believe that all of the circumstances that Wendy is facing now in her life 
is because she has manifested so much negative energy over the years and speaking negatively about people and being involved in gossip and chat and all mm-hmm. of this uh, negative things. Do you think that her current life circumstance is like directly the cause of that? Not directly, but do you think it has anything to do about that? Because so I've heard people say, Oh, it's because she talks shit all the time. Oh, because she's like a negative mm-hmm. person. That's why her life is going to shambles. Mm-hmm. So I want to know your opinion on that. Um, I don't necessarily. Okay, because we essentially doing the same. You know what I mean? But I think it's not the way, like Wendy. No, I, but I, I was just no. about to say that not in the same way that Wendy does it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Wendy is known for her very outlandish comments, her very outlandish people. The, you know the things she always talks about. So is there a little bit of karma in that? Maybe so. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and say that that it's not. Yeah. But I cannot say that. Her, that her husband having an affair is directly just something that's you know on karma. That was him wanting him wanting to do what, what he, wanted he wanted to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I can't necessarily fault Wendy on not having a um a faithful husband. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's the husband's fault that he wasn't faithful. Yes, I do feel like um it's kind of one of those situations where you teach somebody how what you accept as love right mm-hmm. and when you don't walk away for such a long time when you see all the red flags and you see obvious so things that slap you in the face you're letting them know that you are going to stick around forever no matter what yes. so i feel like you know you not loving yourself that is karma for her not loving herself because you know you're going to get whatever backlash it comes it comes with you know mm-hmm. but i don't think personally like her being negative is going. I know it's going to attract negative energy because I do believe that what you put out is what, what you, you get, get back. back. Mm-hmm. But um, I wouldn't say that that is what that particular situation is. Now, as far as like her being unliked in her industry and, you know, people are disliked would be the word, but um, disliked <laughs> in her industry. And, you know, as far as um, some of the backlash she has gotten, that would be to me the karma that she received the same received. but she's very loved though she has a big fan base you know what I mean people lo- people watch Wendy people for her people love like- mess people oh, love very mess. true like they're watching drama. for mess they're watching literally they're watching they for, love for her. hot topics I find her very entertaining I don't know why she is entertaining but she's very messy so I have a question about this just take Jerry Springer He's known for a lot of messy things too. He's very messy. So he's not windy messy as far as like talking about other people, but he brings other people's mess to the show and explains it. And it was also rumors that he died. (laughs) (laughs) He died? No, he died. It was rumored. But like, I'm saying, do you think him bringing. Do you in the same question? Would okay. you feel like his, that negative energy will also reflect back on his him how, and having and his karmic? Okay, so in regards to Jerry Springer, right. I feel as different. though he does something that everybody does. Mona Scott, all of these people, they exploit mess mm-hmm. for money, and I feel like that's um, just something that happens in this industry. Like we were having a conversation at my workplace about uh, that comedian from SNL. I can't think of his name right now, but he's an older comedian, mm-hmm. and he was just. Famous for getting coked up and making an ass of himself. And SNL supported this, and it was like his shtick, right? Him Mm -hmm. acting a mess. And so people have been exploiting other people's mess since the beginning of time. I don't necessarily think that um, Wendy Williams, speaking on her, I don't think that there's a direct correlation between her job and her life because— if that's the case, we can all look at our own lives and see all the times that we were going through tough times mm-hmm. or our lives were in shambles and we were trying to pull everything together. Right. Are we bad people because we go through bad things? No. I think, no. I think it's just one of those trials and tribulations that you, know, you have to get over. You know yes. what I mean? Obviously. But I think at a certain point in life, we can all say that we weren't great or good people. 
Like, I feel like we can all look back and Facts. say, you know, I've done a bad thing okay. or a terrible thing. And <laughs> I can, I can look back. <laughs> yeah, I can look back and think on multiple things. But you can really sit back and reflect and say, you know what? Maybe I did deserve some of the bad stuff that happened to me because <laughs> oh, of the bad stuff that sometimes. I put out. Not I mean, always. I mean, I'm, and this kind of comes to the whole. Now, I think we talked about this. I think I talked about this either last week or I talked about this with someone else that, you know, oftentimes we don't like to think of our, ourselves as toxic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's a hard pill to swallow. Like maybe I was the person that was toxic. You know what I mean? And I was just sitting there like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, you didn't have to tell me about myself. But, but. has karma ever hit you and you're like, nah, I know I didn't deserve this kind of hit. Like, I mean, but, but karma do hit like two times yeah, harder. You know what yeah, I mean? It does. Yeah. And I'll say that um, the only I feel like my life is just growing pains because mm-hmm. I'm transitioning from like, you know, mm-hmm. adolescence to an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, growing pain so I don't blame growing pains on like shitty things that I've done but I can tell you for a fact that I had relationship karma mm-hmm. um, I treated a guy not very well mm-hmm. um, and I felt that back in the relationship that I was like right after that one wow. and it hit me so hard and it broke me and it was just so horrible and so I can't say I believe firmly in karma and I believe mm-hmm. firmly in whatever you know energy you put out into the world is returned to you in a different way mm-hmm. um, however I feel as though things like dealing with Crohn's disease or uh, addiction or having your husband step out on you after all these years of marriage I feel like that's not that's not something to just say like oh no, that's your karma. Right. It's not. That's well, just something know, that happens in as life. As far as like um, toxic energy, it can become a physical thing. So if you are a toxic person or you harbor a lot of toxic energy or you're oh, living sure. in a toxic situation, it affects your mental health, which also affects your physical health and everything will shut down. That's kind of that, I, feel, I do feel like that's true. I do feel like it. If you hoard in toxicity, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, oftentimes it can come. And then imagine off, you know, holding toxic energy in for eighteen years. Oh, twenty-two, actually, twenty-two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, we don't know when the abuse started. You know right. what I mean? Like, let's be real. But like, maybe it started when their son was. But born, it always or maybe starts after. somewhere. So somewhere. it's always that one situation, right. and you're like, oh, this is a red flag, or oh, he. Shoved me into a wall or whatever. He talked to me a certain way. You ignore way. the riff. Like, yeah, exactly. you ignore that. And then it just builds up from there. So it started off toxic regardless to how it ended. Exactly. But shout out to Wendy Williams for taking that step into becoming, yes. you know, a betterment in her health, her spiritual mm-hmm. health, her mental health, her physical yeah. health and everything. I mean, I said it a couple of weeks ago. If it's costing you your peace, your joy, mm-hmm. if it's costing you, if it's getting ready to cost you your life because you, you know, your sobriety, it's too expensive. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's, it it's time to let it go, it go boo. Exactly. So shout out to exactly. Wendy Williams for letting it go. For releasing. Exactly. Yeah. Now exactly. she's got so much good energy. Just I hope so. Just to be honest, I never really liked Wendy Williams because I'm not like too much of a fan for the mess. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even follow the shade room or anything like right. that because I just don't like mess. Right. However, the things that she's going through and things that she's been through, I wouldn't wish on anybody. anybody. Right. right. So really, shout out to her exactly. uh, for being strong and actually doing it in a way that is very. I don't know. I feel like it's very uplifting in a way. Like it's very um taking my power back. Exactly. It is, you know it what is. I mean? Like and she's done she's doing it very finessely. I, I have to say, like, she's still talking about it without she talking about it. Good. You know what I mean? That's the because type of because that's, that I don't No, like because them. it's her business. That's what exactly but my when point. it's everybody she wants to talk about everybody else's yeah. Yeah. But she's talked about it today on this show. But she she made references. How she blows up everybody's spot. Every time somebody has any type of drama, she exploits it, she talks crap, she makes funny faces and sips her little tea like 
it's funny. Other <laughs> people's problems are funny. Well, actually, um, what's his name? Dave Chappelle. He actually said um, on one of his segments, or it might have been the, seg- the Dave Chappelle show. He said, you know, like, basically... Everything is funny until it's happening to you. Exactly. I mean, that's true. But I think Wendy, she's going to tell it when she's ready to, like she does with her sobriety. And like she's done with, I think she's going to be a point where she's going to talk about it. But let's say it was somebody else's sobriety. Let's just say it was somebody else's relationship issue. The Kardashians, for instance, that's like one of her main, like people she likes to attack all the time and whatever with her words. At the end of the day, hopefully her letting go of this negative energy in her life and this negative ball of just discussed hopefully that will like bring her back to her senses and think from a humanly perspective because i do feel like that could be the lesson that she needed to feel or learn you know that is a huge lesson in that well i I mean i can say is as far as that goes you know We'll see it. We have to see what, how, as time goes. She I'm could be the same old know. Wendy, just yeah. a new single her. You know and what I mean? And what an interesting point that CJ just said, too, is that she has the platform to tell her own story the way she wants to. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. and that's why I was saying, too, she's able to talk about her sobriety when she wants to. Yeah. She's going to talk about her divorce when she wants to. Yeah. It's just a matter of when she's going to do it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. So that's how I kind of took about it. Okay. So next on the on the chopping block, we have the Nipsey Hussle funeral. Um, It really it was, was a, so it, sad, but it was so uplifting at the same time. very grand. Yeah, it was a very grand. It was funeral. fit for a king. It very was, fit, yes. for a king. fit for a king. Hearing um, Lauren London speak, mm-hmm. she was so strong, and she just was. looking at her because Alexa and I, we lost our father. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even think our mom spoke at the funeral. She did. It was just such a hard. It is time. Tough. And we, I didn't she, even speak at the we funeral. We lost our, our father mom. Too. Yeah. yeah, our mom was being strong for our family. But I don't even think she had the words to try to address a crowd of all of our relatives and our family mm-hmm. to speak about, the, you know, our father's life and the pain that she was going mm-hmm. to. Lauren London is not only speaking for her family, mm-hmm. but she's speaking, speaking to, for, the to the world. world. Yes. Yeah. All of Nipsey's uh, admirers, everybody who looked up to him, even people who had just heard about him when he died. Mm-hmm. She's addressing literally the whole entire world and just the strength in her voice. um, it was really inspiring. It was really uplifting. She's a strong woman for sure. Absolutely, yeah. and I think him so. and his her, his mom. Yeah. Oh my god. First of all, his mother. I don't know what it is, but so she has a like, very soothing voice. She's like Mother Earth. Like, okay, right. <laughs> like, that's legit how I feel about her. Like, you're like Mother Earth. Like, like, Mother Earth. like it's very soothing. She's very like yeah. Don't be sad. She legit has like the pieces to pass. You can like, tell she's very spiritually yes. awakened and just really in tune with herself and who yes. she is. Yeah. And that, you know, I was just sitting there like. Ma'am, first of all, the whole Ma'am. funeral overall, <laughs> overall was a great funeral. I mean, it really was like very befitting. How about I tried to watch it at work? Worst mistake ever. Oh, lashes no, hanging off. My oh, lashes goodness. were hanging off. I was crying. <laughs> I was like, I have to get off of this. And I feel like I couldn't watch it. I feel like just I, I'm a tweet. I'm a tweeter. I tweet all the time. I love Twitter um, more than any other social media platform because it's thoughts and ideas. Mm-hmm. But um, Twitter. All of Twitter, even all of Instagram, it was just like Nipsey, the whole Nipsey, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. energy yeah. that he brought and the energy that he left on this planet and the unity that he he left here, it was such a beautiful thing. And his funeral, it was it was definitely fit for a king. Yeah. Honestly, I think his funeral was way more respectful than even Aretha Franklin's um, 
funeral, even though she Aretha had Aretha Franklin it was a diva. And she, oh, I tell you, that funeral was, was all day. Yeah, okay. and, she, and I mean, her funeral was um, dope, and there was like a lot of amazing people who showed face and everything. Yeah. But when I say his was just like all positive messages, all good vibes and positivity, yeah. and just so much love. Like you could just feel, yeah. feel the love. Yeah. And you know, what, and that, when everybody spoke and when everybody gave their speeches and everything, you felt it in your heart. Like that was your cousin, your brother. Yeah, your, you know. So I and that, that resonates so much more with the people than like or no shade to any funerals because yeah, who does all. that no, no, no. but um, Aretha Franklin's was really really long and I know everybody was tired ready to go <laughs> you know but it's Aretha though it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's no, Aretha. And I'm saying like no, exactly. no shade but I'm saying like that meaningful ceremony resonates so much more with the people because it's like you can feel his spirit through his mm-hmm. mother through mm-hmm. his children through Lauren you can literally you feel like you left or stopped or ended the live or however they you streamed it however you watched the funeral you feel like you left that with a part of him yeah, yeah. Um, and that's gonna resonate with the people forever but even was- following that I mean his his uh, Victory Lap album shot back up to number two that's on the charts yeah. um, vice versa Kodak Black um, and we talked about it last week about is he really uh, is this really going to affect him? Uh, we talked really. about it last week. I, However, no, ah, uh, but you're up. She has the receipt. <laughs> I got a receipt. You got a receipt. <laughs> so Kodak Black streaming dropped seven hundred percent, losing millions of dollars after discussing Nipsey Hussle's. Um, I don't want to say well, widow. We'll say um, Lauren <laughs> yeah. Hunt, Lauren, Lauren London. Seven. So shout out one. Shout out well, to first off, let's say wife because that's still his wife. Were they married? Mm. They were married. They were. were They they secretly got married. You can look it up. They secretly got married, which it's a beautiful thing that they did. And I was talking to my mom about this because my mom is a huge advocate for marriage. And I I definitely want to be married, but, you know, sometimes you don't want to just rush into something. But she's like, it's so important to be married. And I think her losing my father really taught her the importance of marriage because, you know, when your spouse dies or your partner dies, um, you know, you don't have any access to their money. You don't have any access to, Very you know, facts. their about that insurance. As, as well. You don't have rights to even control their funeral State, if their parents yeah. are alive. So um, it's really important. So the fact that they were married, that is still his wife. He just died, but she just got that tattoo on her with his face. And that's that's wifey still. Mm-hmm. But a widowed wife, but still wife. You know, so I, shout out to Lauren London because, like, that does yeah. take a lot. Mm-hmm. It's very draining for one to hear the news, to see it, ha- you know what I mean? To see it actually happen because there is video evidence of it to, you know, going mm-hmm. through this whole process yeah. of everything. Especially, like, to get back on social media. Like, I know oh that, God, yes. like, I was you're so shocked. Uh, like, Everybody the fact that Instagram happened. or Facebook was not taking these videos down was even more yeah. shocking to me. Because, you know, they're quick to take a video down if if it's like in a... They're real quick. Yeah. To, I mean, to fast. Tap you on their shoulder like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> and up. this stayed up. And as, as a matter of fact, it's still up. It's still up. Mm-hmm. TMZ. TMZ. Yeah. So it's... But not even just the video, but imagine her notifications. Yeah. Oh, of course. And then, it was booming. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, But I mean, a lot of this stuff, like... So, uh, technically, he was pronounced dead when he got to the hospital. Yeah. So, there was, I don't know if you guys have seen the video footage of her arriving at the hospital. Mm-hmm. But there's video footage of her arriving at the hospital asking, is he okay? So, imagine getting a notification. Saying like, that he's died. Saying that he's dead. No, and then you walk in the hospital. Like, that's crazy. That's what they do. When our dad passed away, they, that's what they said. They told us to come to the hospital. And they wouldn't let us know because they don't want you to be emotional and something happen to you. I mean, it's going to happen on the way regardless. There. You know right. what I mean? But when you Got get you. there, that's when they, they put you in his room and the family in the room. And then they tell you what he's happened. Passed away. Yeah. So, I want to talk about uh, the Fox reporter 
Cool. Please, oh my I need, God. I need her gone. Please, I mean, unless it's, I need her gone. It, we were talking about this last night. Ooh, but Donald well, let me had explain. a different I, perspective. I, I did have a different Listen, perspective. Though, I have to. Explain did you don't want the video? Did, okay, I think Let's I know what the video. Is. Go ahead. Let's explain the video and then we'll talk. Okay, because okay. this is clearly a so hot button issue. Yes. So the Go. video um, was of this lady named Lauren Laura Ingram. She's a Fox News reporter, mm-hmm. and she was she brought up this song um, "Fuck Donald Trump" by YG. Oh, we're gonna talk about YG too, um, but. Anyway, um, YG song "Fuck Donald Trump," which fe- featured um, Nipsey Hussle, and so she was playing the song in the background, you know, blah blah blah, and so comes back to her and she's laughing, and so and people are saying that she's laughing at the fact that Nipsey's died and stuff like that. I didn't necessarily take it as that. I took it as she was laughing at the song "Fuck Donald Trump." I didn't think she was laughing at Nipsey Hussle. It was just dying. the fact that was, you were announcing people gathering together for this man's death. Of and then out of all of the songs yes. that you could have chose, on if you Google, if you Google nature, if you Google a Nipsey Hussle song on YouTube, that is the last song that pops up. That's so that ass. Like I'm, not, I'm not even condoning what up, she did, but I'm just like, is she and really it's not thing? just her fault because keep in mind like, she she does they not, told her to do this. Exactly. Like she just she's was just announcing the face. it. Yes. She's just the face. But at the end of the day, everybody in the studio was dead wrong. Dead wrong. From the person who wrote what she's supposed to be reading to the person who picked that song for Nipsey Hussle to speak on his death, all the way down to the reporter, the reporters who were sitting there laughing about it. It was nothing funny about the situation. Or they could have even been Here's laughing the at the fact that the song was But you get this story before this even goes live. Here's so you mean true. to tell me you thought this was okay to read? Here's the thing, mm-hmm. though. Here's the thing that I think all of us are missing. Fox News has an agenda. Mm. That's the biggest thing. And I'm not saying the agenda is uh, anti-Nipsey Hussle. I think what it is is I think Fox News' agenda is to diminish the voice of a certain demographic or at least to make it seem less important. So after they played the fuck Donald Trump Mm -hmm. part, she laughed at um, the way that they spoke in a song or like pretty much saying it was an ineloquent way Mm -hmm. to state your opinion. Um, And that's the part that really made me think like this is really just tacky and awful Mm -hmm. because... Everybody in this country has a right to free speech. Yeah. That's true. This man just died. And it's not even his song. It, okay. it, he's a feature. First off, he's a feature <laughs> right, of the song. Right, 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 song. But my thing is, even if these were his opinions, mm-hmm. even if that, because I don't need, it didn't even sound like him on the uh, little verse mm-hmm. that they played. Yeah, of course, it wasn't yeah. him. It was definitely YG. It was, it was definitely YG. It was definitely YG. And they didn't look nothing alike. They didn't look nothing alike. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> we all the same to certain people. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I, just, I just think that it was extremely, extremely tacky and despicable and distasteful. And this man just died. Could you please speak his name in a positive light? Even of if you all don't the have positive anything things like, think, about, think about what the news and local media is, though. Because think about how many positive things happen in your community, but what do they about. report? Exactly. Because that is their agenda, to stir the pot, to draw attention. It's still a platform where they need views in order to survive. Facts. And honestly, my, I remember years Because if I get one ago, more uh, in the metro Detroit area, I'd be like, look, this, look, look, this, look, look. Was, this was Roseville. That's okay. not even Detroit, bro. Look, is not Detroit. Look, my, <laughs> my teacher years ago, this is high school, he said if, it doesn't, if it's not red, it doesn't make the news. Meaning that if there's no bloodshed, it doesn't make the news. I believe that. And it just... It, I mean, to be quite honest, he was right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just sitting here like, 
You're right. Like, yeah. <laughs> because it honestly has been that way. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. When you look at the news, even now, if a, a lot of, you know. But it's we, a part of that is us. Like, we have to change that agenda as well. Kind of, just yeah. how we tap in. But because then we I'm going to record. Think, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get this. True, the thing is, I'm glad that we have social media. about how we're talking it right now. And think about how many streams and views that got on social media since it hit the web. Yeah. It was only been a day. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's up. If we look at it currently, I'm actually going to pull it up on YouTube in what a second. That? But the if video? we look at it currently, I'm pretty sure the views are through the roof. Yeah. Have to be. Um, Reggie Bush and Karen Civil also go about it, about this trust fund that was starting. I'm going to talk about this briefly. It should have been something that wasn't started because the family said, do not do it. Um, he decided to take upon himself anyway. It came off as fraudulent, as scamming, as mm-hmm. very... Just like is, it came off more in a self-serving type of way. Um, I don't. I didn't view it as a self-serve. Um, I think he was genuinely. He wants to ensure that the kids I mean, are taken yeah, care that of. Yeah, these kids are kids. If they decide they want to go to college, whatever it is, and I'm sure that, you know there was I some mean, type of trust because it was kids, this, right. She has eight million and one view, eight point one million views, and she was the donkey of the day. So that's even more <laughs> facts. Gave her more publicity than she really needed. To be quite honest facts. with you, she's making that's probably more views than Beyonce in yeah. a day. And nowadays, like um, being mentioned mm-hmm. at all is Maybe. good or it's bad. Beyonce, though. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. when Beyonce I mean dropped, but it's still up there. Though. Yeah, is the point. One day, the point is that it's up there. Views. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. One day. But, yeah. But I, I did. I mean, yeah, I, it could have, like I said before, it did come off to me a little bit sort of serving after, you know, hearing everything like that. And especially when the family said no, you know what I mean? And then Karen Civil, who was actually the spokesperson, like the person who was actually behind Nipsey Hussle as far as like his manager and stuff like that. So, and his PR, like, come on out. You know what I mean? I just, I, I understand what he was trying to do. It was, I feel like you his think it attempt, was done the wrong, his, his pitches were good, the, but it was done in the wrong matter. Exactly. And especially if the family said no. You know what I mean? You should have backed on out. Um, yeah. YG's comments also very like inappropriate for a funeral. He was like, um, "Okay, there's a lot. There was a couple. What it was a good thing that this was not at this, this, was, this was, was a whole funeral. Okay, okay. it's a good thing this was not at a church because I was like, what did he say? Woo. So Nipsey Hussle, um, we you know me and my sister tend to talk about colorism on our I, like yeah, a, a lot, yeah. and um, and so the co- the statement was very um, it was kind of colorist and uh, like fields. He was saying that he was mostly speak about um, a memory that he had with Nipsey, saying that. You know, we got to, you know, protect our, you know, we got two pretty light-skinned daughters. You know, you know, pretty much it almost came out as very, very sexualizing, very, very fetishizing. You know, I understand that you're trying to describe your daughters, you know what I mean, in a way. But also, it's like you're associating prettiness protection, with Yeah, prettiness with and, being light-skinned and then protection, or protection with just being for the light skin. Mm. And so that, it was kind of unnecessary. You know what I mean? Um, It was a very unnecessary comment. I just feel like it was very unnecessary. Here's the deal. Yes. I believe that yes. <laughs> I, I believe that a lot of people within the black community they're just uneducated uh to the problems that colorism presents right. to our community. The right. fact that that mindset literally that destroys self-esteem. Mm-hmm. The fact that that mindset it just contributes negatively to our community and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are still uneducated about the effects of colorism especially well I'm not gonna go there but it's true <laughs> you was about to go there I'm gonna go there, there. No, no, no. She, she knocked on the door but you know, <laughs> she ding dong I'm gonna watch next week I'm gonna kick it in bitch. but no seriously um, a lot of people are just uneducated when it comes to colorism so I feel like I hear comments like that 
a lot, a lot. from a lot of people yeah. that I'm around. Especially you and your sister both being lighter skin. How often have y'all heard that on a lighter skin, on a perspective of both of you being lighter skin? Well, the thing about that, and I had this conversation with Alexis. I had this conversation with a lot of everybody in my family mm-hmm. pretty much. I'm not the type of person to say everything I am and say black less. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, just, I'm, I'm not that person. If anybody ever asks race, what do you make? So blah, blah, blah. It's always, I'm black. That's mm-hmm. it. I don't believe in light skin. I don't believe in dark skin. Obviously I have eyes. Mm-hmm. Obviously I can see there's a difference right. in skin tones, but I mm-hmm. feel like in regards to how I treat other people and how I expect to be treated, I'm a black woman and mm-hmm. that's how I expect to be treated. Treat as a black you know? Woman, mm-hmm. Right. It's no, I don't like that light skin, dark skin preference. I don't like, oh, I prefer light skins. Dark skins do it better. It's yeah, like, I, all I, of that I'm, is just extremely, extremely degrading in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's detrimental to us as people. How can we advance when we're trying to separate ourselves amongst our own race? I but feel if like you really think about it within the black community, if it's not one thing, it's another. Mm-hmm. Because if we're not separating each other by color, it's about how much money you're making. If it's not that, Social then it's status, about yeah. what kind of car you have, what kind of chick you're dating, whatever. So it's always a reason to divide yourselves or to try to be better than when in actuality we all come from royal roots. So I think that's the more important thing. As far as like um, growing up light-skinned, all my siblings— or my not all my siblings. My little sister, she's light skin. <laughs> my older sister, she's brown skin. All my cousins, they all brown skin. You know, mm-hmm. I'm used to brown skin people. I think brown, all skin is beautiful. So I never looked at a brown skin person and thought any less of them because mm-hmm. I'm I'm just like you, somebody I love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My brother, my cousin, mm-hmm. whatever. But I have been shown favoritism. I don't know if it's just a light skin thing in general or just because I'm a pretty girl because I've met gorgeous brown skin girls just like I've met gorgeous brown light skin girls and ugly of both too, too yeah. you know what I'm saying so the eyes are funny in here but um, I feel like just in general beautiful people are beautiful people um, and I believe also um, and I started this with me and I will also start this with my kids um, I take light skin and dark skin out of my vocabulary mm-hmm. so yeah. I don't even use that yeah. I really don't I black. never say like so even in context of having this conversation and saying oh I'm light skin I never say that because I feel like it all starts there if we're gonna break down these barriers within our community we need to start with ourselves and how we talk and how we teach our children to yeah. speak very true and then you also you, you have to true. also embed that in your sons and daughters yeah. Yeah. because oftentimes, like for instance a lot of guys that I know are li- that are light skin they prefer brown skin men same for women and then a lot of the darker complected you know folks like so a lot of the lighter complected folks so it's kind of like um it's I, I mean we all have our preferences at the end of the day so uh, i'm not saying that see, preference like, should be taken away right. but i think if you are a fine man you are <laughs> you a, fine you fine you are my cup of tea okay, okay? First and that doesn't matter first of all y'all need to um, simmer it down <laughs> <laughs> idris okay idris but Spirit I feel like I feel like with your sister, I don't believe in that whole skin preference type of thing. I, you know, if like just like agreeing with everybody here, your attractiveness has nothing to do with your skin tone. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I definitely, I see, like I understand that. You know what I mean? But like, we, this is a conversation. This can literally <laughs> last for the rest of this podcast. All right, okay. but we're gonna talk about this another time. 
So pin it. How about I have that? A lot pin more it. to say. I have a lot more to say. Okay. So um, so what we're gonna do is actually we're gonna talk about just Beyonce. Beyonce's um, she's having a Netflix documentary. Mm-hmm. It's is called that- Homecoming. Um, ready. <laughs> it yes. was really short. It was um, it was um, it I was narrated by cousins. Maya Maya Angelou. <laughs> okay. I need my cousin. <laughs> Okay, first of all, you're never going to see them children. Listen, <laughs> they make an appearance in the documentary. So my cousins. And I, I just, I just, I feel like I have invested. We okay. are family. First yeah. of all, I need I to see sure. my cousins. I don't know we have children. dropped those investments on I, well, I don't invested. know them children. Okay, I don't know what, co- they are twice removed. I don't know uh-huh. who they are. Look at your cousin. I don't. Look, <laughs> y'all, I mean. All jokes aside, I do think people are very deeply inv- like invested in these children. It's anyway. unhealthy. It's very unhealthy. Okay. People are obsessed. Ja. I'm not obsessed with a twin power. Let me and tell all. you something. She's a twin. Twin power and all. But I'm not obsessed with them. I was scrolling down like the explore page on Instagram or something like that. And people are literally posting pictures of Beyonce's children. Oh, Blue looks so cute today. Oh, and my thing is like, off, you look at your kids. First of all, about, about you it's not even kids. just yes. It's not even just Blue, but like... <laughs> Some children are a mood. Northwest, no, 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 a mood. No, no, no. Be- Blue, Blue is Ivy, a mood. Blue Ivy, she's a whole an mood. entire mood. <laughs> if she's also see, a child. If you see her yeah. mannerisms and her demeanor, it, I mean, but she's also a child in the limelight. She's a yeah. child whose mom is Beyonce. I just, I don't what know. What do you expect? Father's I Jay-Z. feel, yeah, I, mean, father's Jay- I feel like exactly. if I was a celebrity. If I was a Beyonce stature, nobody would see my kids. And that's why we like Zoe Saldana, nobody has seen her children. And she has three boys. That's what I'm saying. Like, nobody would see my kids. Because these people are obsessed. Imagine imagine scrolling down your feed and seeing pictures of your daughter, seeing pictures of your son posted by somebody else with a caption, love her hair. Oh, uh, her outfit is so cute. I don't oh, look think at her it's sassy weird attitude. when it's expected. I, think I don't. Weird. I don't think it's weird think when it's, it's expected. Like I said, at the end of the day, your parents are Beyonce and Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if you had children. When you have children, you know, your cousins and your family like and share the pictures. Or if your baby cute, you might even get a stranger that posts the picture. It's even pages that are like black babies. Hashtag black babies, beautiful black beautiful children. Babies, yeah. Things like that. It's so, a whole page called Fro Babies. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it, that, just, ba- that page is cute. But <laughs> you saw what? Yeah, once it hits social media, you don't know who's going to get and it. And that's why I would, and that's why I just would not post of my children. Like, I just can't. If you're family, friends, I'll give you photos. You can, I'll text you photos, whatever, email you photos, be a part of a group chat or something. Right. But as far as posting pictures of my children online for the whole world to see, you don't know whose computer that's going to come across, whose phone that's going to come across, no type, what type of pedophile. You don't know who's going to see what. And I just don't want to take those chances with my baby. I can't. If you were Beyonce, though, I, people are going to take pictures of you and your children. If you are Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, people are going to take pictures of your children. If you are a super private um, person, if you're a super private person, and maybe your family live on a deserted island somewhere, maybe, just maybe, you know, <laughs> nobody will get a picture. On the yacht with a scope. On the yacht with a scope. Yes. People be yeah. on, people could be far away. These cameras are very high tech, yes. and they can literally go miles. You don't even have to see these people around, like as far as the actual photographer. But like, it's so very invasive in a way. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like I don't know. I understand. That I get the fact that yes, they're famous. Yes, their children are going to be with them because they're their fucking kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like. At the end of the day, there are precautionary type of things um, that you can do to uh, to ensure 
And I'm pretty sure Beyonce has taken those measures. Yeah. Somehow people yeah. still. I mean, I, up, I get what they're just saying. Yeah. Yes, you do need your children should have a private life, but it's that's it's all, not weird when it's expected. You're Beyonce. All. Your man is Jay Z. People have been waiting to see these kids forever. It was rumors that you weren't even pregnant. That's your stomach done uh, and deflated. I mean, it's a lot of stuff going on. Like we got to know what's going on. We got to know. The good thing is that she doesn't let them be seen until she's ready to see them. Yeah. Everything is yeah. like strategic sure. with how they do things. Like Blue Ivy, we was waiting to see Blue Ivy for a minute. For a minute. Which is why I was there all the time. But let's be real. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But, but let's be real. Until the on the run tour. How long ago was that? You know what I'm that's, saying? That's hold on, but let, let's be real though. The way y'all treated Blue Ivy when she did show, and you know what I mean? Yeah, she You know what I mean? Like, first of all, she's beautiful. Hold on, hold on, wait, hold on. Especially when you like people was like putting up this other girl who did look like. Why she over here trying to crochet <laughs> that hair falling on the floor, honey? Well, I guess. First okay, of all, yeah. Y'all <laughs> out. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And got popping curls now. But l- so that's it. <laughs> but like I was saying before, like I was saying before, the way they treated Blue Ivy and they posted up a whole nother picture of a little girl that does look kind of yeah. resemble a Beyonce. They saying, oh, this is what she her child is supposed to look like. First of all, we can oh, obviously I tell, kind of, obviously this child looks biracial. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so, obviously this child is biracial because I think the parents were black and white. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Versus a woman who is black and her husband is black. black. You know what I mean? Yeah. What the fuck you think her child they is going to come out looking? You know what I mean? I don't understand wrong. that. It was very fetishized Like I said, yeah. very sexualized. And my very thing is, way. do you really not have anything to do with your life? Like, why are you so concerned about how a celebrity is doing her daughter's hair? I'm mm. so confused. I don't get it. So either. many other well, issues in the world to focus she on. Got, I'm like, you know, if I had Beyonce money, you know, if you, you're Beyonce. I know <laughs> you know the child. child. But, but, like, you I mean, but that's friend. allowing the child to be a child. Her exactly. mother is a whole beautician, whole licensed. Then Beyonce's and doing, mom. Yes, Beyonce's oh, mom. No, Beyonce's mom is a whole beautician. If she wanted her, if she wanted her hair to be done, it'd be flipped and dipped. Period. And it's probably how her mom did her hair. Yeah, like, and but her sister Solange is very Afro punk. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I wasn't mad about it. I did inquire though. Hold on, hold on. Back to the documentary. We're talking I'm, about homecoming. Um, now we talking about blue hair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but back to the actual documentary itself, though, I do feel the trailer. Like, I'm ready for it. Um, I, it, it was, was good. It, yeah, was, it looked like it's going to be good. Yeah. I'm going to watch on Wednesday when yes. it drops. I'll be oh watching. my goodness, um, I have something to say. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Lion King trailer. Um, I will be going to see. First of all, they 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 have to do Scar if, like if that. I knew first the of all, lyrics Scar- to the little song, I would be singing. I first know the all, series. Did y'all see how so they all did of them Scar? The first one. Well, you can did y'all see up. how they did Scar? Uh, oh, Scar was supposed to be a bad bitch. He was like he was the bad bitch <laughs> in the in the animated version, dark ass mane, skin glistening. Well, he he made look mangy. Like he looks like an animal that has been really fucked up by the jungle. Mangy. <laughs> I mean, to be quite honest with you, that's how the story was supposed to be. And the Lion King, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But he he came out, he, but in the Lion King, he looked very refined, 
very he didn't look mangy. You know what I mean? He but like, so he looked question, like a lion that has been through some yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Question though, did you guys seek any colorism in the Lion King? As a child? As an adult, looking back. Um now like as a the child. Star was dark. Yeah, I definitely could see it now. You know what I mean? Oh, the pride the, the person that was good and stuff like that was I obviously light skin. Yeah, I and then but I didn't but honestly I didn't I mean as a kid you don't really pay attention to that, but they often do that with characters that are evil. They often paint them or they often Especially paint in them. Yeah, they de- yeah. they definitely do that. They often you know, depict them as dark, dark as bad and good as light and whatever the case may be. Um, the only time they did that was like in The Lion King, like one and a half or something like that, when Scar's son was actually good and he was leaving yeah. like his father. Well, he started bad, he turned good. He was ba- he was kind of bad, but he really wasn't. He was very misguided. How about that? Yeah, we'll, we'll go misguided. <laughs> very misguided. We'll go I'm a nerd. I like <laughs> movies. Okay, <laughs> I love childhood things. Childhood. But um, but yeah, I'm ready for both of them. Lion King will always be a fave, so I feel like this is just just gonna add to it. Yeah, yes. Beyonce is gonna come on screen and say three lines, and that'll be it. So if y'all <laughs> expect her to talk, it's like epic. all movie. Like if you've seen the little cartoon movie, she epic, talked three she lines talked three lines, and everyone, <laughs> we we felt like the whole movie was gonna be Beyonce. It was not, and she's always. Yeah. I mean, just to be real. Any type of voiceover you're gonna get from her is gonna be three lines. You know, but be happy with your three lines because yeah. how many? You know, and that's all we need. That's all we need. I, I'm gonna be happy. <laughs> Because she's going to hit that song, act. though. She cannot act. She can sing her ass off, but she can't act. I mean, I, 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 I do not off. agree with okay, that. Okay, wait, wait. When she played, was it Edna James or something? Edna James? Yeah, Edna James. Don't do that. When she played Edna James, she was decent. She was okay, better. fine. I Cadillac play. Records. Uh-huh. Now, Fighting with the Temptations. Uh-huh. That I mean, that was like one of the first ones. Whatever. That's what I'm saying. And Obsessed. That was good. Okay, Obsessed was good. Y'all can't say nothing about it. It was decent, but it wasn't Oscar worthy. No, Goldman definitely not. Trash, honey. I'm sorry. All right, I'm so, sorry. Um, but no, no, no. I did want to say something though. I did have a trash. point. I did. <laughs> go ahead. Go I had ahead. a point about homecoming. Mm-hmm. This is deep, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> the poor warning is just. <laughs> and if it's Break not deep, we're gonna roast you. Roast <laughs> yeah, I'm, I took okay. off both hands. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So you know how she had Maya Angelou narrate the trailer. Mm-hmm. What she said that really resonated with me was tell the truth to yourself and then tell the truth to the children. Mm-hmm. I really feel as though Beyonce has been doing that so much lately with Formation and mm-hmm. with the Carter's album. Yes. Mm-hmm. And speaking out about being proud and black, telling the truth to the children, mm-hmm. saying how like how amazing it is of a culture that we have. Mm-hmm. Speaking to that, I really feel as though Your that black was is deep. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, so, well, I'm glad. I feel like that was deep enough. Y'all don't need to roast and me. So Jay Z are using their platforms. I mean, it wasn't as deep friend. as I expected. I was no. thinking like some. So it's not <laughs> poetry <laughs> worthy. Like no, that's not, poetry. Bro. It's Maya Angelou. Oh. But yeah, Maya Angelou yeah. is a legend in herself. You know what I mean? So in itself, you know what I mean? Yeah. So shout out to her team. Shout out to I mean, she's you know Maya Angelou no longer with us, but. You know, shout out to her and her family and everything. So this, um, and this is probably one of her like last bodies of works that she done that she had done before passing away. So that's I think another thing that's very gonna really, iconic. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that's going to add to the viewing mm-hmm. for um, Homecoming. And Ja, did you want to leave us off with a Jaws jewel? Today? I definitely have a Jaws jewel for you today. <laughs> what's the stone? What's the diamond? What's the stone? What's the diamond? <laughs> um, so I kind of just want to encourage you guys. Um, so your moves will, not, will be misunderstood by those not meant to join on your journey. Period. Mm. Say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> your, moves, <laughs> your moves will be misunderstood by those not meant to join your journey. Hallelujah. Mm. For real, though. 
So There's don't that. conform. Don't think because they don't understand that you shouldn't make this move. Um, you know, some great opportunities that you see other people see like, ah, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you should wait a little bit. If it's your time, it's your time. They're not going to understand everything but move. Mm-hmm. That's true. How you guys feel about that? I love that. I think that it's I think it's definitely one of the realest things I've heard in a while. And it definitely resonates because a lot of times you might have a friend or something and you like, you know, they're cool, but you don't feel them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We talked about last week. Being yep. around somebody next to them and then feeling them. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think, um, I think you meet everybody for a reason, but every reason is not for them to be around you. And keeping that space clear is just going to allow you to grow and build more but then holding people holding on to them it kind of can tear you down or keep you stagnant definitely that's very true well all right so that is the end of the pop culture critics this is Adamo hey hey it's your girl Ja it's your girl Alexis Coco and Deja (laughs) (laughs) just just Deja and we're (laughs) off thank you so much (laughs) until next time y'all bye Bye -bye. peace